Friends, this is Pastor Frank. Welcome to Grace Radio. I'm so glad that you came by. I hope you'll stay for a few minutes. I would like to share with you, let's talk about some good things today to encourage one another. That's what it's all about. And I love to share. I love to share about God's love. And that's what this broadcast is all about. It's so good to hear from so many of you in different places. You know, God is good. That's absolutely true, isn't it? How good God is and how much he loves you is very, very meaningful. I hope you realize that. Maybe you just flipped by and you didn't plan to stay here for a while, but I would appreciate your listening to me and sharing with me as much as you possibly can. As a matter of fact, in a few moments, I'd like to tell you how to be in touch with me because I'd like to hear from you and talk to you about things that I think would be good for us to think about, share together, okay? Right here on Grace Radio. God is so good, as I said, and the biggest thing of all that we need to know is this. How much he loves you. He really does. He loves you and he proved it by giving his life on Calvary's cross to pay for your sin and mine. I hope that doesn't offend anyone listening. Some people don't like to hear the fact that by nature, every one of us are sinners. You know, you ever hear the expression, we're all basically good? Well, that's not true. Let me tell you why because we're all basically sinners. But I didn't say it, so it's God who said it, and the Bible makes it clear. As a matter of fact, there's a passage here in the New Testament, book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 23. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No matter how good you are from a human point of view, it's not good enough because God is perfect, and he wants perfect things. But no, you can't be perfect, even though you are a sinner and you try to do the right thing and go to church and you're good to people and you love your family. All of those things are very good. God has given us a capacity to do good things. But by nature, we're not good at everything. We're not perfect. And God's commandments, and the Bible makes it clear, that we have to be perfect in order to be like God is. You know, it tells me something, though, that I experienced yesterday that really encouraged me. I'd like to share with you. I went out to, I went to get a cup of coffee. That's what it was. And I was walking into a restaurant to get an early breakfast before I would go to church. And as I did so, there were three young men They were teenagers, they were high schoolers, and they were in front of the restaurant, and they were hopefully collecting some funds to help them make a trip to a sports event. So they looked like good guys, so I thought I'd stop for a minute and talk to them, so I did, and how are you doing, fellas? And they said, hey, we're doing okay. They were friendly. 
And I said, you know, it's so good to see you here. What are you doing? And they told me they were raising up some funds to go to a sports event. And I said, you know, you go to Burlington High School here, right? And they said, yes, we do. And I said, it's so good to see you. And how are you doing at school? How are things going for you? And they said, fine. And uh, they had a good disposition. And it led me to talk a little bit more. How do you like going to the school? Are you doing okay? Yeah, doing fine. And uh, they were sharing with me some good things. They were positive. They were not negative about a thing. And I was so pleased about that. They were they were in a good mood, it seemed. They were very pleasant, friendly. And so we had a friendly conversation. And I said to them, I said, you know, I, I feel good about you. How are you doing at school? I said, you guys look like you're really doing well. And they said, okay, you know, they're doing okay. We're at school and going to school, and we like it here. We're doing well. And it reminded me about something. I told them that, you know, I'm not a young guy, as you can tell. I almost look like an antique. So I said, don't laugh at me. But I said, you know, when I was young as you are, and I went to school, I wasn't doing too well. I said, I can tell you guys are, but I was doing all the wrong things. Uh, Just like it is today for many young people, there's so many temptations to do the wrong thing instead of the right things. But I'm so glad to know you guys are doing the right thing. It's very encouraging to know that. When I was a young man going to high school, I wasn't good. I was doing all the wrong things. Unbelievable. I don't think I should tell you all the wrong things I was doing. But then I went on with my story, and I told them how God changed my life when I was in my 30s. Sometimes I look back and wish I could have done better as a young person, like you men are, young men are. And uh, they were looking at me, they were interested in it, and I said, but God changed my life. I have done some good things. I've been a prison chaplain. I work for the uh, Massachusetts Correctional System, and I went behind prison walls six days a week. And I met many men. It was a good experience, and I told them how happy I was to experience some of the miracles there. When I went into the prison, I didn't know what to expect, but I I wanted to share God's love with all of those men. This was a maximum security prison, by the way, and these men had some pretty bad times, committed some serious crimes. But to make a long story short, after a period of time being there, as a chaplain, I got very friendly with most of the prisoners and had good conversations with them. I remember I would go out into the prison yard, run around the track and get to know some of the men, and many of them were very sorry for crimes they committed. But then I wanted to share with them how much God loved them and how God is a God who forgives and gives us a new beginning, a new time to do things. Well, they listened, and it was good. They were polite enough to listen. I shared what happened in my life, how that when I heard the gospel, like many of the prisoners did, their lives were changed. Because God is a forgiving God, a loving God, a forgiving God, and he cares about you. And he wants you to know how much he cares. You can turn to him. Listening uh, somewhat to talk radio this morning for a while, uh, 
It was so negative. So many people are discouraged now, and maybe you are too. People are discouraged about our world, about our country, about overseas, and the terrible, terrible things that's happening among people. When you think of how ugly it is, the many bad, sinful things that are going on in our sinful world, we need to be reminded about a forgiving God and a loving God. I I hate to bear some of the things we need to hear. Parents killed, parents watching their babies killed and heads cut off, people being tortured. All of this is in our world today in many ways that we haven't heard about it before. Who wants to talk about those things? But on the other hand, I wouldn't be honest with you if I didn't make that remark I made. It's that ugly. Crimes, sinful things, but as someone reminded me, oh, only a few days ago, that many things going on in our world today in different places is not just bad conduct or not just sinful, but it's demonic. You know, the Bible even said it would be that way before Jesus would come back. There's many demonic activities going on in the world today. And with some of the terrible things that are committed, people killed, people tortured, it didn't seem to be that way when I was a young man. So when I was sharing these things with these two, three young men in front of this restaurant, as I was ready to step into the restaurants and, and have a snack or a breakfast, As I looked at them, they were quite innocent-looking, 16, 17, 18 years old, maybe in that age bracket. And they were hopeful. They were very polite to me. I was touched by their way and by their way of expressing things. It turned out that one of the men told me he goes to church every day. He said he wanted to pray for me. And I said, wow, I wish you would. He said, I pray that God will bless you as a man of God and as a minister of the gospel, and he encouraged me. They all did. That was the beginning of a good day. I don't always have that kind of a reception, believe me. Sometimes people don't like me because I'm a Christian. Sometimes people don't like me because they're behind prison walls. But some people like me, and that helps me, and makes me feel good. I hope you have good people around you and tell you that they love you and really care for you and want to be your friend. Speaking about those things, that's what it's all about. When Jesus came into the world, he told us about things and reminded us about things that we need to practice in our life. For example, let me give you a Bible passage. This is in the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my followers, my disciples, because you love one another. Jesus said that. You know what he wants you to do? He wants you to love someone right now, today. Well, you may say, I don't feel like it. I'm angry. What are you angry about? I'm angry about the way this world is running right now. You don't need to be. Look up. 
because God is still alive and well. He's in control of all things. He knows exactly what's going on. You may not think so with all these terrible things going on, but he has a plan. God has a plan. Some people call it the rapture when Jesus comes back again. He is coming back again. And more than ever, Bible scholars, people who have been around for a while, they understand that Jesus is coming back again. And he will judge the whole world. And he will make things right again. Now, I know it may not seem that way. (laughs) I know. It's ugly. We're going through an ugly time. I can't think of a time in my experience where the world has been so bad. But it is that way. Jesus said this, or the Bible says this, and this is in the New Testament in First John chapter 3, verse 14. The apostle, the disciple who wrote the epistle of John, wrote this. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. There are so many things in the world where people are who do not love anybody. They could be cruel, extremely um, brutal to others, killing other innocent people, as I shared moments ago. It's unbelievable, the demonism, the um, acts of violence and sin that are in the world that I think like never before. And I'm an old man, and I don't ever remember seeing things this bad. Uh, But they are bad right now. But here's the good point. Did you notice the two passages I shared here? There's a key word that means everything. And it's Jesus who said it. He said, love one another. Then he said to believers, we know. Jesus is saying this to true Christians. He said, we know that we have passed from death to life. Speaking about His followers, he said, because you love one another. Yes, Jesus loves us, and he called us to love others. Here's another passage. Would be good if you were taking votes so you could, taking notes on this so you could look it up in your Bible because it can encourage you because it's about love, God's kind of love. God's kind of love is perfect love has no evil in it, does not kill innocent people, does not cut people's heads off. God's love is a love that's perfect. God loves us so much that he came into this world in his son, Jesus Christ. Why did he come? To love us, to love people. More than that, he didn't just come to love, but he did it. He loved everybody by what he said and by what he did, but especially when Jesus bore our sin on the cross. You know how he came into the world? He came into the world to carry our sins to an old rugged cross so that he could be punished and pay the price for your sins and mine. Well, you might react and say, wait a minute, I'm not a sinner like that. Jesus didn't have to die for me, but let me tell you something. You're wrong, as I shared a few moments ago. All have sinned, except Jesus. 
Jesus is God the Son. He can't sin, doesn't sin, would never sin, but he came into the world to love people. He came into the world not only to talk about his love and how we need to love one another, but he loves you personally. Do you know right now there are many places in the Bible where God makes it clear that he knows all about you and he loves you? Whether you be a sinner, a good sinner, a bad sinner, or a wicked sinner, Jesus loves you. He paid the price for your sin on a cross. You know, friends, that's what changed my life. That's why I love to be here to share on cable, on Spotify. I'm on other Bible stations, radio stations, by the way, and other places. And I'd love to do it because if I can have an opportunity to remind someone that God loves them, I feel good about that. And I like it when I can take an opportunity to love others in my own life. But let me tell you, I am so far from perfect because I know I am still a sinner. Even though Jesus loves me and forgives me and has changed my life to a great extent, I fail a lot. I'm not perfect. And as I shared earlier, when I met those young fellows at the restaurant, that was yesterday, I believe. In fact, it was yesterday. They were nice kids, nice young men, going to school, and they're trying to live right in a very wicked world that we're all living in. And they're doing the right things. And you know what? As I was leaving them, they made it very clear to me that they really cared for me. And they said, we'll be praying for you, pastor or preacher or whatever they called me. We'll be praying for you, too, that God will meet your needs. They prayed for me as they spoke to me. And I thought to myself, wow, isn't it good to know when somebody loves you? How about you? You have people around, hopefully, that really love you and care for you. You have a family. You have a spouse, you have a husband or a wife, you have children, perhaps good friends. You have a church that you go to, many people there that love one another. I hope it's that way for you, as it is with others. But I look forward to being with people to share God's love. And by the way, while I got a moment here before we leave the broadcast, let me tell you this. I would love to share with you. I would love to meet you. I would love to have a cup of coffee with you or breakfast or lunch, whatever. Would you like to? I would like to meet you. I'm in the Woburn, Burlington area. Would you give me a call? Maybe we could get together and, and talk about God's love. And if you have a prayer need or there's something I could do to encourage you with, if you need a Bible. I'm not asking for anything in return. Everything I would like to offer you is absolutely free. But let us be good things. Let's talk about God's love. Let's talk about God's faithfulness. Let's think about how much God loved us. He came into the world and died on a cross. They pounded the nails in his hands and feet because he was paying the price for all the sin we have committed, every one of us. Why did he do that? First of all, he did that because he wanted to prove his love to us. 
But most of all, he paid for our sins, too, so that we wouldn't have to fear hell and judgment because he forgives people who turn to him. Have you ever taken the time to turn your life over to God in a serious, meaningful way? It's so important that you do that. I know you'd rather see heaven rather than hell, that's for sure. We don't like to talk about hell, but there is a place such as that. But Jesus paid the price. Think of it. He loves you so much, he doesn't want you or anybody to go there. Jesus said, this is in the New Testament Bible, he said "He said about the world being the way it is, that everybody has done wrong, everyone sinned, but he said he came to provide forgiveness and love for us. The only way you can have it is to receive it as a gift. God doesn't force himself on anyone. When you think of all the ugliness today, the the torture on the lives of other people in different places in the world right now, so ugly, isn't it? Do you like to think about children being killed, babies being killed, abortions? Abortions is a baby that's born in a mother's womb. And yet there are many emotions, abortions today. Now, maybe you've gone through all of that, and I can understand it. I know you allowed it for your life. I understand that. But God's a forgiving God. But think of the seriousness of this. Every baby in a mother's womb is a person. God put that person there and has a plan to bring that baby up into adulthood to get to know God better. Abortion, I think it's about one of the ugliest things that can ever happen. Why do I say that? Because God made it clear, that's why. Well, people say, look, I want to live my own life. I don't want my life interrupted with a pregnancy. So you'd rather do away with a life so that you can have your life. Wait a minute, don't turn that dial, don't go away, don't get angry at me. Listen, I'm only saying this for one reason, that's all. I'm saying it because of love, that's all. I want you to know about God's love. He loves you, he cares for you. Thinking about all the ugliness that's going on in this world, Even a world, a word that people are beginning to mention right now about all the ugliness of things in this world is the word demonism. Some people say it's so bad. There's so much demonism around us. Well, that's a biblical word, and it's true. The Bible talks about it. We're living at a bad time. But when we leave this world, because it's appointed unto man once to die, and then the judgment. But wouldn't it be better to leave this world knowing that God loves you, and he'll be there for you? He's there for you right now. He wants you to go to heaven to be with him. Jesus said, in my Father's house, there are many dwelling places, and I have a place for you. For those of you who trust and believe in him, yes, he wants to be with you in heaven. Imagine sitting down with someone and having a cup of coffee with someone, having a lunch with someone, and sharing good things. 
wonderful thought. Because much of that is not happening like it should be. It's just like the Bible has prophesied. I know you don't want to believe it, perhaps, and many people don't believe it. But things are getting much worse. Much worse. Listen, I need to be going. But I would like you to be in touch with me. Give me a call. You get a voice message? That's okay. I'll call you back. No, you need a Bible? I'll get one for you. You need a good book to read? I'll get one for you. You need to know about a good church where you could go? I could tell you about that. Here's another phone number. 781-438-0311. If you call that number, I can get back to you. You'll probably get a voicemail. I'll get back to you, I promise. But I hope you won't give me a hateful call. I had that experience not too long ago. I was doing a radio broadcast. I was on a radio station in Maine at that time. He called me up, and he said, I don't like what you're saying about God and those things. I'm getting my friends together. We're getting baseball bats. We're coming up to your church. We're going to start a riot. You know, I didn't get angry at him, but I felt so bad for him. I, I tried to be nice to him, and I, I reminded him, you know, listen, you don't have to feel that way. God loves you, and you don't have to hate me. I don't hate you. Is there anything I can do for you? I'll send you some literature. I'll be praying for you. You know, it took a couple of phone calls with him, but he finally, listen, believe this. He finally said, I'd like you to pray for me. And I prayed with him. And he prayed with me, and he accepted Christ as his personal Savior. Listen, if you only knew the hundreds of men that came to know Jesus Christ from a life of crime, to a new life in Christ. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not boasting. This is not about me, friends. It's about God's love. He's there, and He loves you. He cares for you. And if you know that, that's great. Share it with someone else. Share it with someone else. I try to, when I have an opportunity, share God's love with others. And I'm happy to say that many times people want to know about God's love. 